Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. What up, what up, what up? This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. And we are going straight back to basics on today's episode. Today's episode, me and G Moody, last name rhymes with duty, are going solo on that ass. Talking about the Super Bowl. Talking about Tom Brady being or not being in the Illuminati. And my beef with Twitter about Janet Jackson, and so much more. Plus, we got our guy, the unofficial, official political correspondent of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast who's been away for a couple of weeks, our guy, Eli Lake from Bloomberg News, coming up on the brand new I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Miles Jordan, yo, give me something extra, extra, extra funky. Let's go. Listen, I love to live dangerously. It can be a thrill, okay? But waiting until the last minute to purchase her a Valentine's Day gift? Okay, now that's that's playing with fire. Guys, you've got to make this happen today. So do it right and win Valentine's Day with 1-800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers always has my back in tight situations, and they will for you, too, right now. You can get 18 beautiful enchanted roses for only $29.99, okay? 18 
Enchanted Roses for only $29.99 is an amazing offer from 1-800-Flowers. I personally endorse 1-800-Flowers and their beautiful flowers as a gift for your loved ones. This Valentine's Day, the gorgeous bouquet featuring radiant pink and red roses is the perfect Valentine's surprise. She's guaranteed to love to order 18 Enchanted Roses for only $29.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter the promo code BUTTER, B-U-T-T-E-R. Valentine's Day is almost here, so order today. Don't get caught not paying attention on Valentine's Day at 1-800-Flowers.com. Use the promo code BUTTER. All right. We're here. Have no fear. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is in the house. My name is Michael Rapport. If you never listened to the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, you are now rocking with the best. Um, here with the three-time, three consecutive years podcast co-host of the year. Yep. Name is Moody. G. Moody. No Last name rhymes with duty. Uh, My name is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. Mr. White Folks. And you are listening to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, the gatekeepers of disruptive behavior. I don't even know where to start, Moody. How how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing good, man. How how, how are you out there in sunny sunny L.A.? Uh, I got to be very honest with you, Gerald. I am not missing New York at all. I hear you. At all. I had an opportunity to come to New York, and I I passed on it vehemently. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be around it until it, it, it warms up. Um, I traveled so much in 2017. I, I just don't, I don't care now. I don't want to be around the cold. I don't want to be around the sleet. I see all these beautiful pictures on Instagram. So many great photographers on Instagram. And they, they especially in New York, they take all these really dramatic, um, you know, eloquent, uh, beautiful pictures of people walking in the slush with uh, the yellow cabs with the red lights glaring in the background. And it looks great in an Instagram picture. I don't yeah. want to be one of those people in the fucking picture. I don't want to be one of those people who steps off the curb into four inches of icy slush. I I, I can't do it. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> you know, on Instagram, you got so many photographers. It looks magnificent. Okay. And I'm cool just scrolling through Instagram and looking at all the beautiful photos from all the great New York City Instagram photographers, and there's plenty of them. Plenty of them follow this podcast. Too many to even start to name because I don't want to leave any of them out. They know who they are. Nothing but All respect. Yeah. Um, we we obviously got to talk about the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Now, Moody, <laughs> last week on a couple of the episodes, um, you made two predictions. You had said, in one I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Now, I don't even fact check our own podcast. Okay. Go ahead. So I can't even really reference your predictions. 
But correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm sure you're going to be totally honest. We we did three podcasts last week, and what a what a chill, what a week of podcasting. I mean, the lineup was incredible. We had yes. from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane, game changing episode. I know it meant nothing to you, although you you uh, thought it was a great interview, and now you're going to start watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I told you, I yeah, told you it was good. Um, and then uh, we had uh, Shane Vereen from the former Super Bowl champions. Former. That is correct. They didn't win this year. In case anybody uh, forgot, they, they didn't win. Right. They didn't fucking win. Um, and then on Friday, we had Jared Goff, pro bowler, and Zach Miller, tight end of the Chicago Bears. I mean, what an incredible lineup of podcasting. That's all just in one week. Now, because there were so many great guests and it's been, you know, it's been a few days and, and we don't fact check, would you kindly remind me and the listeners of your Super Bowl prediction? The latest prediction. No, 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 no. Could, would you? I'm sorry. Sorry to cut I, you I, off. You, you asked a question. I would like to answer it. No, but would you, would you just mind maybe start from the beginning? The first prediction. Before, a week before the game, I wanted Tom Brady to win because of uh, him being the greatest quarterback of all time. And then days passed. Wait, and hold then, on. So, so you predicted that you wanted him to win? I wanted, yeah. And then? And you was, just thought they were going to win. That was your prediction. There, there's not much science into it. It's just your prediction. And, and, that, that wasn't the end of it. No, but and then wait, I'm just getting the clear. I'm sorry. The Super I'm sorry Bowl. to cut you off, Mr. Moody. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want the listeners to be able to follow. So in one podcast episode, you predicted that you wanted or you predicted the New England Patriots to win. Just 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 trying to make sure the new listeners can follow. Because there's always right. new listeners. And then a guy can change his mind before the game because he has new information. So I said, You asked me, who's your pick? G. Moody, I said, the Eagles. I go out, I don't, I don't pussyfoot around. You say this and this. I said, the Eagles. I want Nick Foles to win. Boom. Play it back, Miles. No, no, no need to play it back. You, that, that's, that's true. I just, I just wanted to go over everything. I'm sorry for being oh. a stickler for some details. I, I, I hope that doesn't yeah. offend you. I'm sorry. Uh, people know me as the uh, predicting things correctly, so I want to get that. Out of the way. Now, when you say people know you for predicting things correctly, I hate to beat a dead horse, but just remind me once again, what was your prediction for the Boston Celtics in this 2018 NBA season? Just a quick reminder of that. Uh, yeah, I said they wouldn't make the playoffs, but then I said you can't be right all the time. Okay. And you also said that, that the Cleveland Cavaliers – what? Would win the championship this year. This season. And, and last season you said, who did you, what was your prediction for the, for the NBA championship? Did I say Cleveland or did I say, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you said Cleveland last year. <laughs> by the way, by the uh, way, brand new, beautiful, beautiful, butter soft, I am Rappaport t-shirt created by, uh, uh, the Minister of Defense, Mr. Morris, I mean, he outdid himself with this one. He created a butter soft, the Wasteland number 23 t-shirt. 
Um, it's coming soon. Um, as you know, all I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast t-shirts can be purchased, and they're always butter soft, at store.barstoolsports.com. That is store.barstoolsports.com. The brand new Buttersoft The Wasteland t-shirt with the number 23, which is the same number that the great LeBron James wears, who plays in Cleveland. Uh, the nickname for the Cleveland uh, for Cleveland is sometimes referred to as the land. Well, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast has a beautiful Buttersoft Wasteland number 23 t-shirt. Of course, we have the Sucker Shit t-shirt that is sweeping the nation. We have the You Fuck You t-shirt, the Hall of Fame Stickman Volume 1 t-shirt, and so much more. They're always butter soft at store.barstoolsports.com. Um, okay, we got all the predictions out of the way. Um, we know what happened in the game. Mm-hmm. You had some really, I mean... I gave you the nickname Hot Take Moody because in the mm-hmm. third quarter of the game, we were texting you, me, Miles, and Jordan, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Yes. And and you said at halftime, uh, while we all agreed that Justin Timberlake did a, a, a really good job putting on a, a great show, you said, um, this was your hot take. It was It was cool. You said... Uh, third quarter is key. <laughs> <laughs> you got damn right. That was your take on the on the, the, the and, and I was like, wow, I never, I never heard anyone say that about a football game. The third, the third quarter is key. My fucking mind was blown. I was just like, holy shit, you know, wow, G Moody, and that's why I came up with the nickname for you, uh, Hot Take Moody. I get results. My team, the team I picked won, of course. Listen, I, I went public with my prediction Sunday oh, morning. Patriots. I went public. Patriots. I, I, I'm on Twitter. I went, on, I went fucking viral on Worldstar. I said after a lot of thinking, because I realized, I said, I said, I have no stake in this game. We talked about this. As a Giants fan, it's hard to root for the Eagles. Obviously, I can never truly root for the Patriots ever. That's sacrilegious. And I just said, I love the city of Philadelphia. We all know Rocky's my favorite movie. We all know how much uh, uh, we love Daryl Dawkins, Dr. J, World Be Free, and and so many other great players that have come from the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Schooly D, The Roots, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, The Sound of Philadelphia. I'm going with the Eagles. I put it on Twitter. I put it on Instagram. Somehow, some way, you switched it around on me like I was rooting for the Patriots. <laughs> you said the Patriots first, and then you retracted, and then you did the ultimate sucker shit <laughs> on the day of the fucking game. Then you turn around, and now you're Mr. Broad Street. No, I didn't. Broad Street also, the Broad Street bully. Shout out to Bobby Clark of the Philadelphia Flyers. I didn't say my prediction can be different than who I want to win. Now, oh, okay. listen, my, my prediction was that I thought the Patriots were going to win. It's easy. For, it's not like you were talking about fucking North Carolina State 
with the great Jim Valvano playing against Akeem, the Dream, Elijah One, Clyde Drexler, and those guys uh, in Houston in college. You're like, I, I predicted North Carolina State would win. It's but not I like you were on a fucking hot take. Oh, the Eagles are going to win. I, I tell you straight up, my feeling of who's going to win, I come right out with it. But, I don't but, bullshit. But Moody, like you saying that you think the Eagles are going to win, it's not like you're talking about Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. The way they made it seem on ESPN and Fox that these guys were unbeatable. The not same true. shit they did to the Giants. Not true. And the Giants kicked their ass. I'm glad. Shit. Somehow or another, you're lumping me together like I wasn't happy to see fucking Tom Brady and Matt Patricia confused as fuck. Pencil dick Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, now the head coach of the Detroit Lions, was dazed and confused. Yeah. Good game. Great Good game. game. Great Super Bowl. Doug Peterson. Great Good. season. Um... And it's over. Listen, the, the reality of, of, of the New England Patriots losing the Super Bowl is it just it's never going to sting the way it's going to sting the Atlanta Falcons. It's never going to sting the way it's going to sting the Seattle Seahawks. It's never going to sting like it'll sting anyone else because they're so used to winning. They're so spoiled. So they lose this year. It's not like it's going to really fucking sting them. Even... Tom Brady's wife, Giselle Bunchton, she didn't have a shit fit. When the Giants ripped their fucking throats and hearts out, she had a shit fit. Oh, she did have a shit fit, Rat. She said, she said some bullshit. She said uh, to her, her, her kids, like, oh, daddy had to let somebody else win. Like, like, that bullshit. Like, oh, they didn't beat them. Daddy let them win. No, your, your pops dropped a pass when they need it. But how do they know that she said that to her kids? Hey, hey, they, they had it in the paper. I believe it. Uh, there we go. There we go. That's that's what the fuck I'm talking about. That's why the man is the three-time podcast co-host of the year. Uh, that's the quote of the day. They had it in the paper. I believe it. That's fucking gold. Um, Since the game, there's been so much discussion of uh, it's just the, the storylines that you fucking heard. Gronkowski said he's thinking about retiring. I don't think he'll retire. Uh, but the, the amount of injuries that that guy has had for his career, everybody loves Rob Gronkowski. Um, he's a beast. Yeah. He showed out. Tom Brady's yeah. not retiring, as you also predicted last week. I know. I said, I hope. I hope he retires. I hope he rides off into the sunset. That was that was when I wanted them to win, but then I changed. Oh, okay. But you said he's going to win, and then they're going to retire. Is that what you said? I didn't say that. Okay. Um, what about my man Nick Foles? Pfft, we got to give him props. He he played great. They're, they're going to be in a conundrum because Carson Wentz um, is going to be the starting quarterback, and just like when our guy Jeff Hostedler. Led the New York Giants to the Super Bowl because Phil Simms was injured. Same situation. I don't like that. And what? Nick Foles. Think about this rap. Check this out. Homeboy gets hurt. The team, the air is kind of let out of the team because the backup, Nick Foles, is coming. So you, you're, you're, not, you're uncertain of what he's going to do. 
the guy gets hurt. He takes him. He wins playoff games. He gets the team to the Super Bowl, beats NFL's greatest quarterback of all time, wins the Super Bowl. Wait, wait, wait. Did they play a game of one-on-one? Did they play basketball one-on-one? Wait. No, when, when they go head-to-head, they always compare. Like, if Tom Brady won, he beat Nick Foles. Oh, okay. Nick Foles beat the greatest quarterback of all time, and he won the MVP, and he brought the Super Bowl to Philadelphia. And he is not the starter? Then what does he have to do to win the fucking job? Isn't that the resume? I, I Listen, it ain't my problem. I'm not emotionally invested in Carson Wentz. Or Nick Foles. I rooted for the Philadelphia Eagles for 24 hours. I'm out. I got my own fucking problems. I'm a New York Giants fan. Okay? By the way, Eli Uh and Odell Beckham, they had the best commercial. I want to tell you, Odell Beckham, good fucking job poking fun of yourself. They did the Patrick Swayze dance from, um, I don't know the name of the movie. I... Had the time of your life. Whatever that movie is. Um, and I thought that was good for Odell because it shows, got a sense of humor, shows that, you know, he's aware of his, you know, his shit. And, and although the Giants, with that commercial, although the Giants didn't play in the Super Bowl, they still won the Super Bowl. It was a great commercial, okay? <laughs> and and uh, I, I liked it. Listen, I don't give a shit what happens to Carson Wentz. I don't give a shit what happens to Nick Foles. It ain't my problem. I'm back to being a Giants fan and an executive senior fantasy football analyst. But it's I hate football season is done. Man, I have I put you. so much blood, sweat, tears, and 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 in winning and losing real games and fantasy games. I, I'm done, man. That that Nick- Minnesota uh Saints game. It ruined me. And the Carolina <laughs> uh, Patriots game, that just took took everything out of me, man. I All I'm saying is Nick Foles earned the starting job. And if he fucks up, then you bring Carson back. But he's earned the job. He won the Super Bowl for you. What more does he have to do? Carson didn't win the fucking Super Bowl. I, I hear you. Um... Tom Brady is is probably part of Illuminati, correct? He just looks why, why, why you, He just looks like that? he's in Illuminati. Like just he looks he's like 6'5", he's handsome, he's got the chin, he's got the hair, he's got the eyes. I I mean, he he just feels like he's Illuminati. I mean, they're always pointing fingers at people. You know, this one's Illuminati, that one's Illuminati. When he came into the stadium looking like Farrah fucking Fawcett, <laughs> okay, I was like, that guy's that's Illuminati. You know, they're always trying to put that shit on Jay Z and Kanye West. I don't think uh, Hove is in the Illuminati, but I do think fucking Tom Brady is actually in Illuminati. Oh man, I hear you, but they didn't help his ass out yesterday. No, they did not help his ass out yesterday. <laughs> and and you know, this is another thing I was thinking because you were saying it. You were saying. One day there's going to be a book written. I said, when the dust settles and these guys retire, there's some disgruntled worker in there that, that was privy to all the, the, the cheating that I think has been going on, and they're going to write a tell-all book, and Tom Brady's going to come out to be Lance Armstrong. And that may or may not happen. I feel like <laughs> if something was going to pop off... See, Lance Armstrong 
was such a fucking asshole. That's why I think it backfired on him. Now, whether hey. or not Tom Brady is cheating or not, I, I, I don't think he's doing anything that any other teams, any other quarterbacks, any other any other elite players are doing. But I was thinking about this. When you're as great as Tom Brady or when you're as great as some of the great athletes, they say you're cheating. They always say you're cheating. They're on steroids. There was rumors that Michael Jordan was on steroids. There, there's all these rumors that goes around about different players in the NBA that they're on steroids. I'm not going to name any fucking names. Okay? But. Just like when you're popping off in show business, when you're the biggest star in the world, whether it's Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio, Eddie Murphy, any of the biggest stars, what do they say about those guys? They're gay. So when you're at the top of your shit in sports, they say you're cheating. When you're at the top of your shit in show business, they say you're gay. It comes with the fucking territory. (laughs) Every single big star... Tom Cruise, he's gay. Leonardo, he's gay. Brad Pitt, he's gay. This one, she's gay. This guy's cheap. All the greats, they get that. And it's fucking nonsense. All right. All right. But, hey, there's a track record. And those ball boys have text messages that are the smoking gun. Watch what I tell you. Okay. Now watch what you tell. What what did you say? Watch what I tell you? (laughs) Watch what I tell you. That's some old Southern shit. (laughs) That is the same thing you said about the Boston Celtics making it into the playoffs this season. No. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, obviously, uh, the, the halftime performance was, was, in my opinion, well done by Justin Timberlake, who we've talked shit about Justin Timberlake on this show. Yeah, he gave a good show. We, we've actually talked shit about him on the I Am Rapport Serial podcast in the past. Isn't that correct? Yes, yes. Yes, but this guy, yo, he gave a good show. He was up there. He was performing, choreographed. I mean, it was a spectacle, and that's when you come to a game. That's what you want to see, lights, dancers. Great. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah, and, and to be able to go from stage to stage, to, first of all, the stamina that, that shit takes. That shit looked yeah. exhausting. To be able to go from here, dance, sing, go from here, dance, sing, go from here, go into the crowd, take a picture with Shorty, yeah. dance, sing. Come back over here, play the piano, dance, sing. He did the Prince tribute. You gotta, you gotta appreciate that. Which some people were offended by. I don't, I don't know how. It's like if he did a Prince tribute, you're offended. If he doesn't do the Prince tribute, he's a fucking asshole. Right. I, I don't get it. It's Minnesota, you know. What if, if he didn't do it, they would be like, oh, what the fuck, man. And then if he does do it, they're like, what the fuck. Yeah. And and on Super Bowl Sunday, unbeknownst to me. Uh, because I was watching the game, and I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck. Um, it was Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. I, I didn't know that it was Janet Jackson Appreciation oh, Day. Oh, it was? I, oh, there's such a thing? Oh, oh, because of the Super Bowl, the faux pas. Yes. Oh, okay. So okay. because Justin Timberlake uh, was back performing, um, and uh, Janet Jackson wasn't, uh, someone uh, started Janet. Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. Now, I'm a Janet Jackson fan. I, I fuck with Janet Jackson, you know, uh, when she was on Good Times and she played Penny. And, uh, you know, obviously her career in Pleasure Principle and uh, the joint she did with Q-Tip and Rhythm Nation and the, the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I fuck with Janet Jackson. I actually worked with Janet Jackson in Poetic Justice. I actually um, 
Uh, the only reason why I took the small part in Poetic Justice was to work and be around Janet Jackson and to be around and work with Tupac. That was a thrill. And I remember when we were going to do the read-through, the table read for Poetic Justice. A table read is where you get the whole cast together and uh, you know everybody reads through the scenes and reads through the lines and everybody's sitting around a table. I, I remember because uh, John Singleton... Um, had been showing Janet Jackson um, the movie Raging Bull because he wanted to sort of, re- I think he was referencing about like how the women in that, in that movie dealt with violence and Regina King's character with Joe Torrey. And I think he wanted to, you know, show them, have them watch Raging Bull as a reference, you know, because obviously in Raging Bull, there's all the domestic violence and, you know, they're dealing with, you know, fucking Jake LaMotta. Right. And although I only had one little scene in Poetic Justice, I showed up to the read-through, the table read, early as fuck, because I was hyped to meet Janet Jackson and uh, Tupac and Regina King and, uh, uh, you know, the whole cast. John Singleton was the dude. And I I remember having a brief conversation with Janet Jackson. She had the braids that she rocked iconically in Poetic Justice. We talked about Raging Bull, and I distinctly remember her smelling like royalty. She smelled uh-huh. fantastic. Okay. And she was also a big fan of the movie True Romance. So the fact that she even knew who the fuck I was and and her and her boyfriend at the time, I think this guy's name was Renee, they were huge True Romance fans, was a big deal. Nonetheless, I like Janet Jackson. Okay, I like her music. I'm not a big pop music guy. I don't like dance music. It's not my thing. Are you into <laughs> pop music and dance music, Gerald? Oh, I don't know. So so yesterday, there was all this backlash. Now, I don't know all the details. I don't give a fuck about the Nipplegate thing that happened. I don't know how many years ago. I know that it happened uh, a long time ago, and Justin Timberlake... I don't even know if Janet Jackson was performing, and Justin Timberlake came out, or, or Timberlake was performing, and Janet Jackson came out. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I'm not that emotionally involved, and I got my own fucking problems. But uh, we all remember the blowback, and then... Uh, uh, Janet Jackson got, you know, in trouble and Justin Timberlake didn't. And it seemed like J- Justin Timberlake, uh, you know, sold out Janet Jackson and la, 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 la. And I'm sure those two grownups have crossed paths, talked about it and dealt with it on their own privately. But since Justin Timberlake was performing yesterday in the Super Bowl, um, some people feel like Janet Jackson uh, was done wrong, and they're forgiving Ju- uh, Timberlake, but not Janet, and it's racial, and all this other shit. And I say this, you're fucking bugging. Janet Jackson, okay? She's been off the grid for a bunch of years now, okay? She's an icon. She's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's she's everything Hall of Fame. I know it, Okay? Pleasure principle. She whopped it up. I know it all. Fucking know it all. She had the little bob cup. She was jumping over the chairs and dancing on the fuck. Got it all. Okay. But people were in up in arms. Black people, white people, Bette Midler, everything in between. Some for some reason that Timberlake was performing and Janet, who most recently was married and divorced to a billionaire. Who's, uh, what is he? You know what he is? He, you know what he is? Uh, oh, I, uh, some, I forgot his name from Saudi Arabia. I don't know. I, I don't know his name. We talked about money though. 
We talked about money. Yeah. We talked about money. So uh, I was noticing this, uh, uh, and I sent out a tweet saying, I don't know why motherfuckers are all bent out of shape about Janet Jackson not performing. Motherfuckers want to try to make something into something. And this turned into a Twitter fucking shitstorm. It turned into a fucking race war. You, you always fucking get into it. Culture vulture. You keep the queen's name out of your mouth. You fucking, you ugly this. You white piece of shit. Who the fuck Dang. do you think you are? How could you say anything about the, the, the queen? You're not relevant. Blah, 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 blah. And I went on to say, Janet Jackson is not popping right now. And she ain't. She ain't popping right now, just like the motherfucking spinners ain't popping right now. <laughs> spinners. Just like the OJs ain't popping right now, and just like the motherfucking Beatles and so on and so forth ain't popping right now. That doesn't mean that not all these acts that I just named, including legions of other earth, wind, and fire, the Rolling Stones and whoever who aren't popping right now, aren't icons, legends, and all that. But on Sunday... February 4th of 2018, Janet Jackson ain't popping. And when I'm talking about popping, I'm talking about Janet Jackson popping. Because in the 80s and 90s, when Janet Jackson was popping, there was no question about it. She was all right. over the place. You know who's popping no. right now? Cardi B, Drake, fucking Migos. And you could throw 10 other whack-ass mumble rappers in there that are more popping than Janet Jackson right now. Just like, I'll say it, the great, my favorite, Eddie Murphy right now. Is he popping like he was popping when he was popping? <laughs> that doesn't mean he's not the most influential comedian actor of the last 40 years. That just means right now he's laying low. Just like when Janet Jackson got married, had a kid, and laid low. And motherfuckers... How dare you, you white piece of shit. You're not Damn. coming to the barbecue. And I'm like, the oh. barbecue? Oh, they took, the, they took your plate away? <laughs> took my motherfucking plate away? I don't watch that. You, 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 you guys, I'm not going to a barbecue where you're serving vegan shit. They took, they took your tater salad. Took my tater salad. I'm this, <laughs> I'm that. I mean, every fucking thing under the sun. And I go at them. And I and it was you know what it was first it was a lot of what it seemed to be gay men because the first dude that came at me had a pink wig on and some fucking lipstick and I, I said to him my man no disrespect but your wig is crooked Duke and he's da 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 I'm like yo I, you're talking shit to me I'm 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 a fucking I'm white this and you know. Oh, I mean, everything under the sun. Uh, and I'm looking at the picture. My man got on the lipstick and the pink wig. And, and in the picture, you know, you would think a guy that's wearing a wig and lipstick would at least straighten his wig out for his avatar picture. But the wig was crooked. Right. And he's trying to snap. You're <laughs> trying to snap. And then, and then he's offended when I clap back. The personal policy is the personal policy. If you come on my page talking shit, I don't care if you're brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. Shout out to the great Fife Dog. Oh, yeah. No doubt. If you come in the page trying to talk shit, you're going to get it back. You're going to get it back. I had plenty of women 
black women talking shit to me. One woman looked like she had rubbed her face down in baby oil again. The wig was hanging off the fucking back of her head. It was defying gravity. And she's saying this. She's saying that. You wrote off the coats of black people. You're not going to the barbecue. I said, fuck your barbecue, sweetheart. Why you got motherfucking baby oil on your face? And why is that wig? How is that wig hanging the fuck off your head and not falling? And then other people, how dare you say something about a black woman's wig? This black woman with the wig hanging off her fucking head is talking greasy. She's going to get it too. All right. Everybody wants equal rights. Ladies want equal rights. If you come on my page, you're going to get it equally and rightfully. I don't care who it is. And then the next day, this online site, The Root, And if you remember correctly, they tried to come for me before. I took them on like on some Keanu Reeves in the Matrix shit. One Mm. by one by one by one by one by one. This was when uh, uh, my Kaepernick comment. Again, I'm a race trader. You fucking this. You fucking that. Everything under the sun. Real personal. Uh You got fucking herpes. You stalked Lily Taylor in 1996. Damn. It went through your whole your whole pedigree. The whole pe- you haven't made a movie since 1992. I, yes, I have. 2000. I'm gonna keep it funky. 2017. G. I might have made the most money I've made in my motherfucking 20 something year career. You talk about I haven't made a movie since 1992. Oh man. 2017 might have been my best year financially. Why are you talking to these motherfuckers? I said to crazy, these man. pigs. Get your motherfucking cable turned back on, trick. Oh, how could you call a woman a trick? Because this trick is talking sideways. So then this online site, The Root, look it up, wrote a whole expose how I made comments about the queen, Janet Jackson, who hasn't been popping musically in years. Oh, well, she did a song with J. Cole. That don't mean it was a dope song. (laughs) she's still selling out arenas of course she's selling out arenas she's Janet Jackson she's an icon she's a star she's fantastic I ain't got nothing against Janet Jackson nothing but love they wrote a whole long thing this dude is talking all kinds of fancy words and pseudo this and Michael Rappaport culture appropriation and this that and the other, and he hasn't worked, and blah, 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 blah. Miles Jordan, cue that motherfucking Willie Hutch. Yes. You didn't know this was coming, Moody, but it's here. Mm -hmm. The Root, who blocked me on Twitter, you're talking shit, you're writing exposés. I think this is your third expose about me, Mr. White Folks. Me! White Mike, you blocked me on Twitter. I had a whole bunch of women that work at The Root. I don't even know what kind of paying job that is, but they're real proud that they work at The Motherfucking Root. Coming for me the next day talking all kinds of sideways shit. How dare you come for the queen? This, that, and the other time. And I say this to you. Every single one of you clowns that work at The Root that was trying to talk out of pocket, trying to talk greasy to me, you wasted all your time 
and money on college loans and you're working at the motherfucking root? A motherfucking TMZ rag that veils itself in some revolutionary publication? The shit's whack. Alright? You got people writing about Janet Jackson tweets and you call yourself a real online publication? Shit's whack. That's what you stayed up for late studying for in college? That's why you're neck deep in college loans to work at the motherfucking root when you know if you had a better opportunity you'd walk the fuck out of there. People at the root, you got your wig slanted, talking sideways, talking all sideways out the side of your mouth, you talking shit to me, butt your motherfucking wig. Snap your motherfucking wig. Got dude talking shit to me, got caked up lip gloss. Talking shit to me, my man. You're confusing your audience. You got Vaseline on your lips, money. I had some other dude bragging to me in his profile. I'm a hip-hop scholar. The fuck is that? You're a hip-hop scholar? That's what you're bragging about? Based on what, Duke? What did he say? He's I'm a hip-hop scholar. I said, well, if you're a hip-hop scholar and you don't know who the fuck you're talking to, you need to get fucking sent home, money. What did he say? I'm a hip-hop scholar. You bragging about that shit? <laughs> Based on uh-huh. what? Let me hear you freestyle. You a hip-hop scholar? You DJ? You breakdance? You write graffiti? What the fuck you do? You're a hip-hop scholar. Fuck out of here with that corny shit. 75 <laughs> pounds overweight. And you posing in your avatar picture with a jelly donut. And you talking shit to me. And when you get an offer from me, from the bottom of my heart, to give you a 30-day subscription to Weight Watchers and a gym membership of your choice, I'm the bad guy. I am trying to help you, love. You 75 pounds overweight. You got a jelly donut in your picture. You work at the root and you're trying to talk shit to me, Mr. White Folk. Get the fuck out of here. I don't give a fuck about any of you whack-ass, fancy word-using, intellectual, hipster, shit-talking. You're taking away my barbecue. You're taking away my invite to the barbecue. Fuck your motherfucking barbecue. Your barbecue is corny. Especially if in 2018, all you're playing is Janet Jackson. No disrespect to Janet. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that Rhythm Nation shit all motherfucking day at the barbecue. If you're playing Janet Jackson all day at the barbecue, I don't want to come. <laughs> I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Be right back. All right. As I told you earlier in the show, which feels like a long time ago, so much has happened in such a short period of time. Uh, the official, unofficial political correspondent of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, Mr. Eli Lake, yeah, is our guest today to shed some light on the this this uh, this memo that's been confusing people. What's going on with the FBI and Donald Trump and any other things 
that he could sort of help educate, get some context to, in plain terms, for the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast listeners. Mr. Lake, thank you for rocking with us once again. Yes. Great to be here uh, with the original Disco 2. Yeah. <laughs> now, Eli, um, you, you haven't been on in a couple of weeks. And I don't know if you listen to all the episodes. You are one of our biggest fans, and we appreciate that. That's why we came to you on our hands and knees begging. Would you please be the official, unofficial political correspondent of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast? And, and you, you have graced us for now over you a year. You didn't have to ask me twice. Yes. We didn't, we didn't have to ask you twice, but we did, we did come humbly. Did you hear a couple of weeks ago? It was very <laughs> quick, and, and, and I was embarrassed for him. Did you hear a couple of weeks ago when the three-time co-host of the year, Gerald Moody, said, and I quote, but not directly, I'm smarter than all these motherfuckers. I'm smarter than Eli. Did you hear him say he was smarter than you, Eli? And how do you feel about that? Do you want to confront him now? Uh, Well, you know what? I got to say, I heard that, but I didn't really see it in a hostile way. I thought he was trying to make a larger point. He's reading that Thomas Sowell. I think he, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just listening on the radio, Moody, but it seems like you're making in the middle of maybe a political migration. You're, you are absolutely correct, and I'm doing vigorous research, and I'll be ready. Um, and I'm just saying that is, I mean, so I don't really take it on a personal level. And also, I mean, I, I know that I'm probably disappointing for anybody who wanted to see, like, kind of face-off or something, but as we all know, Moody did call the election. I know, but Eli, us sort of keeping that as his, he's like one for 69. Ah, uh, get the fuck out of here. You know, us, us continuing to, to give him that. He got that. I mean, no one has gotten as much fanfare from the Trump. I mean, he, he's gotten the fanfare. We gave it to him. He's got way, a fuck. I would also say the I am Rappaport, the, the both of you got that Trump was going to win the primary. But, but 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 Eli, do you understand that that Gerald just got from official fantasy rings a gorgeous? I mean, it's fucking gorgeous, a gorgeous three-time podcast co-host of the year ring, an actual beautiful ring. I mean, what more does he want? I'm saying you made that prediction over a year ago. It's time to come up with some current predictions, some hot takes. He's not doing it. Two term. Trump is two terms. There you go. There you go. Get get ready. See, the the problem is is that when he's wrong and when he's off, like he's been so many times, there's no ramifications. So that leaves him to just say whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But enough about Moody. Enough about uh, 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 predictions. Eli, the thing that I'm curious about, and hopefully you could shed some light, is this, this memo. What is the memo? Who wrote the memo? What are the ramifications of the memo? Can you articulate what the memo is and where the memo is going? Sure. So let's just start off with that. What's really important is the independence of Robert Mueller, the former head of the FBI, who's investigating Russia's influence on the election, which includes any connections between Trump and his associates and the Russians, putting this to bed, hopefully, once and for all. Now, what the Democrats say is that Trump is obstructing the probe and he's going to fire 
the Deputy Attorney General Ron Rosenstein, because remember, the Attorney General Jeff Sessions recused himself, who then by extension would get rid of Mueller so there wouldn't be an investigation. So that's the context of the current broader debate. And if the president were to fire the people, the, the, the guy that, you know, Congress and everybody wants to investigate this, if he were to fire someone who was effectively investigating him, it would be a constitutional crisis and a political crisis. And it would be a real problem. And it could lead to maybe impeachment or a whole lot of stuff. So, but so far, Trump has not fired Mueller. And this me- memo, he is trying to say, is a pretext for why the Mueller investigation is illegitimate. But, you know, there, he kind of has the constitutional authority to fire the deputy attorney general who could then fire Mueller, and he hasn't done that yet. That's the context of it. So let's get to the memo. The memo does not say anything about the legitimacy of the Mueller investigation. Even the people who wanted the memo and said it should go out and it's important, like the House Speaker Paul Ryan, have said it doesn't say anything about the current investigation by former FBI Director Robert Mueller. That's super important. Um, So the president, in a weird way, and Sean Hannity and a few other people are saying the memo is saying something that even its authors are not saying. So that's what you, so start with just like, if you're just reading Trump's Twitter feed and you're not getting any other sources of information, you would get the impression that this memo is evidence that the investigation into him is bullshit. That's a separate question. I don't think it's bullshit. I think it should continue, but the memo doesn't say anything about that. So what does the memo get into? The memo gets into a guy by the name of Carter Page. Now, it's possible that Carter Page has been an undercover Russian asset who has been paid off by the Russian intelligence services maybe since 2013. Um, there have been, we know that the FBI was surveilling him at the end of 2016 for almost half a year. So they were wiretapping him. We also know that back in 2013, in a separate case having to do with two Russian spies, one of whom is currently in jail, Carter Page came up in one of those conversations in which they were saying they were trying to recruit him, but he was an idiot. That's kind of like what's out there. So how did they get the last warrant that they had on him? That's what this memo is about. And that's important. And this gets to another thing where both the Democrats and the Republicans are completely overplaying their hands. And that is Democrats are now saying, ironically, that if you criticize the FBI on how they get a warrant to spy on you, which is in a secret court called the FISA court, then you hate the FBI and you're against the police, which is what, if you remember, Republicans have been doing for like the last 60 years. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of weird, right? And then the Republicans, some of them, usually like Trump and the really hardcore Trump people, are saying there's a deep state that's out to get the president who was really elected. Okay, so both of those things are wrong. It's, it's important that you have criticism of the FBI. The FBI has been prone to a lot of abuse, as anybody who knows history knows. Okay, from Martin Luther King to the Black Panthers, you can go through the list. On the other hand, it's good not to make that a partisan issue. You know, so there is a danger there. And we don't know from this memo whether there was any abuse at all, because it's incomplete. 
And that's why I think at this point, what needs to happen, not to get too technical, is that you have to let the Democrats get their memo out, which is their criticism. But let's just declassify the warrant to spy on Carter Page. And normally we shouldn't let these things go out in the public because, A, you let the people who you're spying on know that you're spying on them, which is bad. But also because it's a violation of Carter Page's civil liberties to have it known publicly that the FBI suspects him of being a spy and therefore is tapping his phone. That's a big no-no. We don't want that to happen on either side. But in this particular case, his name is already out, and Page has asked for this application to be declassified himself, saying he'd like to get to the bottom of it as well. And in that case, I think enough suspense. Put it out as much as you can. Obviously, there's going to have to be some things that are redacted because you don't want the adversaries to know everything about how we do this kind of very you know, domestic eavesdropping. But at the same time, let's just get it out at this point. Oh, all right. That's Does a, that, that clear anything up? I it, hope it, 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 it clears it up. And I know you, you're not a fortune teller. And, and, and obviously, you don't have the answers to this. But just based on what you know, and, and again, I don't want to put you like, you know, you could say you don't know, whatever. When is this shit going to end, man? Like, when is it going to end? Like, is is there an ending? Is there is there like he's he's getting impeached? He tampered, uh, or he did like when will it stop? Because as much as I want to see this fat, overweight cheeseburger eating stock market plummeting motherfucker, oh god, down on his hands and knees groveling. I also want this to end for everybody's sake. They're, they're grabbing at straws. There's nothing there, man. <laughs> um, I'm somewhere between you, both of you guys on this. I don't think you can say there's nothing there because he has gone out of his way to lie about anything having to do with their contacts with Russia. And while the truth, while the evidence has not yet emerged, that there was this collusion, and there very well, very well may not be there, but at the same time, there's some Russia stuff that he's trying to hide, and he doesn't want him to find out, because it's just too much, too much lying and just all the stuff having to do with it. They never remember their meetings with the Russians. So I'm suspicious, but I'm willing to like let Mueller find out, and I think that's one way it ends, which is that he'll eventually have to report to Congress and the public and let us know what he finds, and then we move on from there. But the other question, which is impeachment, is a political one. If the Democrats win the House and the Senate and take back control of Congress, then there is a chance that he would be impeached because the Democrats have, I mean, I, I think the Democrats wanted to impeach him since the first day of his presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a matter of, you know, how, what do you impeach him for? And that's where I think this is really important, and I would say, um, the liberal listeners of the I am Rappaport, you know, who does, who don't like Trump, you have to think this one really through because the ideal scenario is that Trump is defeated in an election or he resigns before he's actually impeached. So he doesn't rile up his crowds because you don't want people who supported Trump to believe that the system is so broken that they will no longer participate in politics. Because if they choose other means, that's when we will have something like a civil war, at least a domestic kind of insurrection. So I'm worried about that. You know, that word civil war, which is scary as shit. I mean, well, I'm not predicting a civil war. What I'm saying no, is I know you're not. how Trump leaves office is very much contingent on whether or not we will have a transfer of power 
and not some sort of violent conflict. I, that, that's what but I'm saying, because I, I don't think we could avoid a violent conflict. Um, yeah, we could. You, you got guys like you got to just leave this fucking guy alone. Oh, no, 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 no. There's nothing there. You're reaching for straws. He knows it. Everybody knows it. I just want him to do his fucking job. Hey, Eli, do you know anywhere, maybe in D.C., because I've looked online, um, you know, like uh, baseball hats, like, you know, fitted hats, like (laughs) New Era, they, 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 you know, New Era hats. Do you know if New Era, uh, maybe they do it in Boston because they don't have it in L.A., but I'm trying to get Gerald a Make America Great fitted hat like i wanted nah, to really I, fit in perfectly like do you have any hookups on make america great fitted hats for mr moody don't you think I it's time that moody rocks a, 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 a maga fitted hat like i want it to look good but i i think he needs to like really truly represent I'm independent no you should get the democrats that i think moody needs his own silo at bright park <laughs> no no eli what nah. else is going on in in politics in washington foreign that is pending that is concerning, uh, that is just something that's on your mind that you could help give some context to for, for, for me, Gerald, and the listeners. Okay, well, just because you're catching this Philadelphian at this particular time, <laughs> I'd just say a former all-star turned backup, fired by the Chiefs, just beat Tom Terrific, Captain America, in the Super Bowl for the first Eagles Super Bowl victory in his yes. franchise history. Yeah, beat- I just said that. Beat, beat his ass. I mean, he didn't. It, it wasn't a one-on-one. I mean, Tom, no, he had 500 yards. He had 500, 500 yards. yards. Like he, even, it was know, one I of mean, his best games. I'm just saying that the Eagles beat him. Trust he's me, a I know. Quarterback, he beat him. You know what's interesting about this? I, I was thinking about this because the night before the game, obviously Brady wasn't there to accept it. it, it I have such a, I have such a, a, a thing against the. The, the relevance and, and the amount of weight, especially in basketball, but it's starting to catch up in, in football, but it, it'll never be the same because it's just hard to, to finger point. It's just hard to sort of pinpoint it. But the, the regular season MVP, in my opinion, it's a great award, but at the end of the day, if you don't win the Super Bowl, it's just a reminder of playoff disappointments. It's like, you know, Russell Westbrook last year winning his regular season MVP, Tom Brady winning his regular season MVP, turn around the next day losing, and Nick Foles wins a Super Bowl MVP. You think Tom Brady is going to spend time polishing his 2017-2018 regular season MVP award? That thing's going in the fucking closet somewhere. It's really, I'm so glad you brought this up because it's, you're right. All those years in the 90s, the MVP was Michael Jordan. You could give it to Carl Malone or Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley. I love Charles Barkley, but it was Michael Jordan. Everybody knows that. We have the we have the footage, and it's like last year the MVP was Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And I just it's we know these things because we watch those games. That's why they're championships. Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to know the best, most valuable player, you have to wait until the end of the entire season. I agree. Right. And like having it just be for the regular season, it's like that's what it's that's the whole point is they're playing to win. I agree. I agree. Exactly. It, it, it's like, I like mean, the I'd only rather... time I can think maybe I don't agree with that is Andre Iguodala that one year won the finals MVP. I would have maybe given that one to Steph. Right. But it's still like you're on the team that won the championship and you're the alpha on that team. That should be the MVP. That's the only that's the only thing that matters. Um, right. What, what else is going on, Eli? You, you've been doing any other stuff? I saw you on MSN. Oh, man, I appreciate this. So this is one 
I want to just know because I'm a, as you know, I'm a big Moody Beats fan, but mm. I did this very, it's called Political Beats. Look that up on um, iTunes, however you get your podcast, it's called Political Beats. And the latest one is me breaking down the entire discography of Steely Dan. Oh, I love those guys. You know Steely Dan, right? Hell yeah, Peg, all that good stuff. <laughs> Great sound. We talk about that whole nerd out on it. So if you're into that kind of thing, it's not oh. for everybody. But if you really like good music, Steely Dan is some of the best music. They play with some of the best jazz musicians of their era. Absolutely. And we get into all of it on what's called Political Beats. It'll be on your, uh, your podcast. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to check that out. It's a dope podcast, too, if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, Steely Dan is dope. They're dope music. Oh. I mean, their music has been sampled crazy. Uh, and, I knew you were into that. I didn't want to ask. So I like, so you were into Steely Dan, too. It's like a thing. You got it. Like, some people love them, and then some people can't take them, but I love them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, shit. Me too. Listen, I don't discriminate music. If music is dope, uh, music is dope, period. And, and, and yeah. it comes in all shapes, forms, sizes, and genres. Uh, but for me, I'm really particular. Uh, uh, Moody, uh, I would say, is the same way. It's got to be funky. Yeah. Steely Dan had a, a signature sound, too, that you knew it was them. Right. Um, and if you know that song um, with Lord Tariq and Peter Guns called Uptown. Yep. Black Cow. That's a jack from what's called Black Cow by Steely Dan. Both songs are so dope. So they're worth checking out, especially the record Asia. Yeah. All right. I'm going to check it out. I'm going I'm to re-listen to it. All right, Eli. Listen, I appreciate you giving us this insight, uh, uh, shedding I some light. You on the show. Do you do you want to? This is my my last opportunity now, and it's always open. Feel free to call the show whenever you want. Do you want to confront Moody once and for all <laughs> for saying he's smarter than you? You could do Eli's it right now, man. Oh, man, I don't. I know. I get to spend all day like learning and writing about national security and politics. So obviously, I'm going to know more about that because I spent my whole day on that with Moody. But did you just say you're smarter than Moody? Did you just say fuck you, Moody? <laughs> I, I I got heard a back next. Did you just say fuck you, Moody? I'm I'm smarter than you. You'll never be on my level. I didn't I hear you correctly. Do I don't want to have no. teeth with Moody. I'm not really about that. Okay. Me and me me and Eli's cool, man. Don't don't fuck that up. Right? Okay. I was just try- I just it was a bad connection. Sometimes things get missed. He's calling in. Uh, All right, Eli. I appreciate it, my man. All right, you, Moody. Peace. All right. We came, we saw, we conquered. Uh, I want to thank the uh, official, unofficial political correspondent of the I Am Rapport Serial Podcast, Mr. Eli Lake, uh, for giving us that information, that insight. Um, and you could check him out. He's talking about that Steely Dan podcast, Political Beats. Uh, you should follow Eli Lake. He's smart, he's fair, he's open, he's not uh, stuck. Uh, in, in, in his thoughts and ideas, I think he evolves, and uh, you know he's our guy. Yep. Uh, what else is going on, uh, Mr. Moody? In Sha- Shaolin, in Staten Island, uh, a Staten Island elementary school is blatantly discriminating. They scrapped their traditional father-daughter dance due well, to the board of Why? Ed- wait, 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 wait. What happened? They scrapped their traditional father-daughter dance due to the Board of Ed's new guidelines, which demand schools eliminate any gender-based practices, unless it comes up with a more inclusive theme. But I'm thinking, I read this article, I'm saying, 
If you can change genders on a whim and you could be anything on a moment's notice, then how the hell can we pin down an inclusive name to include you in anything? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right? How? How are we going to include you? You, you can't. You there's no more fathers, father, daughter. Dances. This particular school is scrapping that because uh, it's father, daughter. And one guy said father, daughter dances inherently leave people out. These can be really uncomfortable and triggering events. You, you know, what we should have we should have asked Eli about. Because Eli Lake is from Philadelphia. He's obviously excited about the Philadelphia Eagles, as all the Philadelphia Eagle fans and all the uh, the fans of Philadelphia sports should be. Uh, did you see the videotape of, of the fans looting and burning shit? Yeah. I, it was, it if was, you're uh, so proud of your city and you're so proud of your team, why you want to burn the shit down after they win. Uh, yo. Law- lawlessness was being permitted. They were destroying property while the cops looked on. This is crazy. And, and this is just for a game. This ain't civil unrest. And they're turning cars over and destroying property. And they're looking on. This is bugged out. Now, if that was some other ethnicities. You... Try and turn a car over. You'd be executed out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine if that was a Black Lives Matter uh, uh, rally and they were doing oh, that same shit. Or, Imagine or if immigrants. people were at a Black Lives Matter rally, burning fucking cars, flipping cars, breaking into convenience stores, and just right. ramshacking the place. Is it ramshacking or ramsacking? Ramsack, uh, ramsacking. Ramsacking the place. Imagine if that was like a, a feminist movement. Rally. Imagine, um, forget, I don't care what kind. Whether, but if it was Beyonce, Black Lives Matter, <laughs> motherfuckers, yo, that would be, yo, they would bring in the National Guard. Motherfuckers would have got hit with the tear gas and all that good shit. Beyonce win, wins an Oscar and, they, and then they start turning shit over out there. What happens? They, they're not going to be laughing it up and yucking it up uh, and, uh-uh. and sort of having fun with the fans. Uh-uh. Hell no. Executions. All right. Listen. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I don't know what more we could do. I mean, I, I'll do this. I'll do one sick fuck of the week. Miles, cue the music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? Sick fuck. The sick. Fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did. What? No. 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 Uh, This is an award that is earned, not given. It is an award that is earned, not given. And nobody in recent years has earned the sick fuck of the week award more than the queen of the Kardashians, Kris Jenner. As you may or may not know, Kylie Jenner over the weekend gave birth to, I believe, a healthy baby girl with her boyfriend. They're not married, right? Travis Scott, her and her, they're not married? Oh, oh, I don't know. And and Tristan Thompson 
uh, and Khloe Kardashian, they're also not married, correct? Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see a ceremony. Okay, that's not my business. That's I, I don't want to get. I don't want to. I digress. Chris yeah. Jenner, you Madam. are the sick fuck of the week. Okay, let me tell you why. Kylie Jenner went above and beyond trying to keep her pregnancy private and quiet and to herself. She talked about it when she gave birth. She said, "I wanted this to be personal. I wanted it to be private, cool." She's a young lady. She has the right to do it. But as soon as the baby comes out and is cleaned up and the umbilical cord is snipped, Kris Jenner launches a 10-minute documentary on her daughter Kylie's pregnancy. She just Mm -hmm. said she wanted to keep it private. Why you want to... And she puts it up on their YouTube page, which is monetized. You fucking animal, you. (laughs) Madam... Madam Chris Jenner. That's a true like, essence. See, that is the sick fuck of the week. That's the essence of the sick fuck of the week. Some people send us some things, and it's too vulgar, too violent, and too upsetting to put as a sick fuck of the week. We can mention it, but you got to have a certain je ne sais quoi. And Chris Jenner, you, my friend, have that certain je ne sais quoi. She yeah. just said she wanted to keep it private. She just said she wanted to keep it to herself. As soon as the baby is cleared and ready to go, you launch on your monetized YouTube page a documentary. You, Chris Jenner, are the one and the only sick fuck of the week. Listen, what more can I say? Okay. My name is Michael Rapport, aka the Bobby Knight of podcasting. I'm here with G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Again, I want to thank our guy Eli Lake for rocking with us on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles and your fans. Do not burn down the goddamn city. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do not knock over the Rocky statue. Okay. Leave Rocky alone. And money don't eat the horse shit. Money that ate the horse shit. You're from Philly, Duke. <laughs> that that hurt me, man. I have such affection for the city of Philadelphia. This is not Cleveland, where you're never going to win another championship. You're from Philly. Why are you eating horse shit? You're so much better than that. Damn. 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 For a game? For a game? When when New Yorkers win, we we go down Broadway. We have nice parades. uh, uh, Confetti. That's it. Nobody's burning shit down. We need our city, man. What the fuck? Burning shit down, looting, and then leaning over into a pile of horse shit and eating it. I got to tell you, the guy from Cleveland, at least he picked it up, ate it, and kept it moving. This guy leaned over like he was bobbing for apples and ate the horse (laughs) shit. This is a nasty, dirty, shitty motherfucker. Hell yeah. Yo, Chris Jenner, her whole thing is purse first, ass last. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, at the root, at them, send them to the podcast. I want them to hear this good Willie Hutch that I gave them. They blocked me because they're not about it. They want to shuck. They want to jive. They want to hit and run. Okay? But ain't no fun if you just hit and run. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I am Michael Rapport, the Bobby Knight of podcasting. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. We're out. Peace.